0: Amen. Romans chapter number one. For sake of time, most people know what the scriptures are teaching here. He says in verse 28, even as they did not like to retain God in their what? Knowledge. Let's pray. Father, we do love you. We do appreciate you. We do thank you for everything we understand the signs of the times we can discern the signs of the times because we have the mind of Christ we ask for your power and your ability to be able to preach and say what needs to be said today we'll give you the glory in Jesus name amen <clears throat> even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge what is knowledge huh it's it's, it's knowing facts. It's what you know. And it's what you learn, right? You learn knowledge. Uh, Where where is our school of knowledge today? We go to schools, we go to the federal government schools, or you can homeschool. But everybody's got to go through some kind of education process, whether it's non education or real education, right? Or government education, but everybody go someplace to acquire knowledge, facts. Wisdom is to know how to use those facts. Mm-hmm. Understanding is how those facts are relate to God and what God thinks about those things, amen? Listen, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Yes. And it also says knowledge. Then it says the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And the fear of the Lord is understanding. Mm-hmm. All three of those things Amen, it's a, tr- it's, a, it's a trinity of things about facts and how you use them and how it relates to God. You understand? But what man wants to do is take God out of the picture. They want him out of his education. Listen, David, they voted God out of the public schools, right? They say, God, we don't want to mention your name in this place, we don't want your commandments, we don't want your rules, we don't want your regulations. Now they're doing it in the government, right? And now somehow they all want to dive into the church and get married. What they're trying to do is they're trying to do something by all those things. Listen, when the civil rights act passed and they took the Bible out of school, and they took the prayer out of school and now they take the commandments out of school. And now they're trying to, what what the bottom line is, here's what they're trying to do with well, there's gay rights things passed and everything, right? Here's what they're trying to do. silencing God. That's what they're trying to do. They don't want God in their knowledge. They don't want God in their thoughts. They don't want want to see a billboard about the Ten Commandments. When they walk in a courthouse, they don't want to see nothing about it. They don't want nobody to put their hand on a Bible and swear to tell the truth, the whole truth, nothing but the truth, so help me. They don't want that in there. Amen. Listen, they don't want nothing. They don't want nothing. They want a land without God. You know what they're trying to create—a world without God. And to them, God is whatever they want to worship. They don't want God in their knowledge, in their head. They don't want Him in their, between their ears. They don't want Him in their thoughts. Let's look at let's look in uh, Psalms chapter number ten. Psalms chapter ten. People do not want to think about eternity. They don't want to think about where they stand with God. They want to live any way they want to live. They do not want no conscience about. Why they do wrong, how they're living, they want nothing. What they're trying to do, it. they're trying to silence, amen, God. Psalm chapter 10, why standest thou far off, O Lord? Why hidest thou thyself in times of trouble? The wicked in his pride persecutes the poor. Amen, let him be taken in his own devices, for the wicked boasteth of his heart's desire and blesseth the covetous whom the Lord abhors. Verse 4, the wicked through the pride of his countenance. Will not seek after God. See that? What's he, how will he seek God? Through the pride. Through pride. A man doesn't want to admit he needs God. He wants us to be independent of God. <clears throat> I don't need God, don't want God, don't want God to want here. Who needs God? That's their attitude. They won't seek Him. Even when they get down, they don't want to seek Him. Right? Look at what it says. God is not in all His thoughts. They don't want God in their mind. They don't want God in their knowledge. They don't want God around. They want to get rid of God. Amen. I've read several articles this week due to the Supreme Court ruling. That's what that one fellow wanted to talk about while we're playing golf about what I thought about the ruling. And, uh, he really didn't want to go there. (laughs) But, uh, it doesn't matter what the world does. Bottom line is what's God say, right? The bottom line is, i got to line up with that book regardless of what country I am, regardless of who my president is, i got to submit to that book. A tribe of God submits to that book. That book trumps any law or rule or command this world has. I just read about Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and you know what they said? They said, hey, King, you know, it doesn't matter really. What you got to say about it, we're going to be delivered out of your hand. We're not bound to your idol. We're not bound to your statue. Amen? We ain't bound. You just mark it down. We ain't even got to think about this thing. We're not battling. See, a Christian should not have to think about doing right. Amen. Somebody put, puts a proposal to you and says, you're going to lose your job because you're God. said, so, say, well, then fire me. I know God will take care of me. You understand what I'm saying? God will meet my need. Yes. Amen. Amen. Christians need to stand up. The problem the whole world has, or the, the Christian world has, is the world's bullying us around and we're submitting to it. Yes. Amen. <laughs> Christians need to stand up. They don't want to stand up. They want to blend in. They want to fit in. They want to live on a ripple-free water. They don't want nothing to ever rock their little boat. Listen, you become a child of God and you tell somebody about it, it's going to rock this world. It's going to rock the boat. You're going to make waves. People don't want to make waves. So that's what the problem is. Christians want to blend in this world and fit in. They don't want to be persecuted. They don't want to be laughed at. They don't want to be ridiculed. But they want to go to heaven. They don't want to burn in hell. But they don't want to take somebody with them. You know what? Your faith is going to rock the boat. What they want to do is they want to silence. Amen. Number one, God serves. God's preachers, they're, they're fixing to try to silence them. Everything I've read this week about the passing is look out. Amen. Here comes attacks on religious liberty amen they're talking about wanting to take away 5013c they can have it they can have whatever they want to have amen they can get their pound of flesh i could really care less amen listen i'm not listen people i got my uncle's got friends that's against a 5013c what is that that's a tax exempt status you understand you know what it's an opportunity afforded by the government amen because we're a non-profit organization uh, tax exempt does not go to just churches only it goes to a lot of different people that's nonprofit associate organizations we're not here making a profit amen but we're supporting our own work by our own pre-taxed money amen they've not taxed all our incomes they already got their three or four pounds of flesh and then we above and beyond what we make give to the support the work of God and now they want to tax it again that's double taxation is what it is you understand? And then they want to do the same thing in your death. Listen, they want to take everything that we got. And they're working on it. Through laws and legislation. They're trying to take it. And we support the servants of God. We elect and vote a man in to be our pastor. And through our tithes and offerings that we give to God through our taxed money, we support a man. And when they support that man, he pays taxes. So I don't understand what the issue is. And our, they're afraid people's going to launder money. And they got all these political issues about... Uh, how you're not to launder money, pass elected money through the church. I understand that. That's corrupt. Laundering money is corrupt. We don't launder money. Amen? We're not giving a bunch of money from the church here to go support some politician because our, our faith and our wisdom doesn't stand in a president or a politician. It stands in the Son of God. So what we do is we take our money and we support other men of God to carry the gospel to the other lands. We don't use this platform, this pulpit to elect them. Uh, politicians and then send money through the church into politicians and do all that. We don't do none of that junk. But they think because I'm a five, listen, they give me a tax break, right? They turn around and say, because of my charitable contributions, charitable constitution, contributions, not just religious contribution, charitable contributions, I have a chance to write that stuff off on my taxes so I can have a break. Praise God. That's an opportunity afforded to me. You know what? I take advantage of it. You say, Why? Because I can give more. What the government don't confiscate, I can still put more into church. And if they want to confiscate that and they want to take that all away, then that's less people I can support with the gospel. That's all they're going to do is they're going to hurt, hurt evangelism. They're going to hurt missions. They're going to hurt those things. Listen, the goal is to silence preachers. And somehow they think that if they come in and take away a 5013C, that preachers will compromise preaching on sin because of their tax-exempt status. I guess they really don't know God's men like they think. God's men ain't going to be bothered by the 5013C. The devil's men, they'll compromise right now. And they'll, they'll back up and they'll say, we'll do whatever you have to say, Mr. Government. Uncle Sam, we'll do whatever you want us to do. Amen. We'll silence everything. We'll give up our Bible. We'll give up all our rights. Just let me practice this practice so I don't have to work a real job. You know how many preachers out there that don't want to get out and preach because they have to go out and work a job and pastor? You know what Paul said? He worked with his own hands, laboring. Amen? So he wouldn't be chargeable to any. Listen, God's men will work a job and preach and witness and tell. Amen? It doesn't matter what the government tells us to do or not to do. My biggest fear about the whole thing, you want to know what it is? You know what fear about the whole thing is about them taking away my 5013C status? Not that they take it away. Is that they turn around and say, hey, you owe us back for all those years previous. That's double jeopardy. That's wicked. Yes. If they want to change it now, change it. But then you want to turn around and then put me out of business, so to speak, because financially I am now fined and sued to pay back taxes that I can't pay. You know what there's a bunch of disgruntled Christians doing? How they're hurting their churches? As they've been a member of a church 10, 20, 50 years. Amen. They want to move and they say, I want my, tax, my tithe money back. And they're suing churches for their back tithe money. And that church had been using that money to exist. Amen? Amen. They gave it to the Lord. And now they're wanting their tithes back. This ain't no savings account. This ain't no bank. If you give the Lord, you give it to the Lord. But people are suing churches for their tithe. And then they want it back. And they said, they want to take it to the next church. And they don't take it to the next church. Will a man rob God? Yeah, they're robbing them. And they're hurting God's work. Listen, that's what the devil's trying to do. What's he trying to do? Silence the men of God. You know how you know how a bunch of christians think they'll silence a preacher you know how they tried to silence me in louisiana well we just won't tithe we just won't pay the bills we'll shut him up didn't shut me up amen and the piano player miss dorothy amen she quit tithing and wound up going to the wrong bus station with the trailways at a greyhound or vice versa and sit in the parking lot listening. some preacher thank god for that preacher Got up and started preaching against will a man rob God and preaching against people stealing God's money and stealing from the house of God. And Dorothy realized she was a lost person, got saved, got born again. The first thing she did, she came into town. Where's the preacher? Where's the preacher? Where's the preacher? And she comes and Preacher, I got saved. She said, I was, I was plotting to get rid of you. I was plotting to try to get you thrown out of the church. I quit tithing, quit giving. I was trying to starve you out so you wouldn't have no money or nothing like that because we wanted to run you off, Preacher. And she said, I was lost and I got saved and I want you to forgive me. Man, Dorothy turned around to be my biggest fan. Well, I'll tell you what. What did they try to do? They tried to silence me with money. You know what the government's going to try to do? They're going to try to silence the servants of God, the men of God. How? By money. But a real man of God, it don't matter. A real man of God's going to cry out. I don't need this. I don't need this building. I got a street corner in any place I go. Listen, my pulpit here, I got a wooden pulpit right here. (laughs) Isn't that nice? I got a nice, wooden, beautiful pulpit. But ultimately, my pulpit's wherever I take this. Whether it's a street corner, I was on a golf course. You know what I was doing? I was quoting the Word of God and preaching. That's my pulpit. I preached in jails. I preached under picnic tables. I preached in bus huts. Amen. I preached in carports. I preached under porches. I preached under carports. I preached in jails. I preached in prison. I preached out in the open air. I preached on street corners. I preached in missions. I preached anywhere. Television studios, radio studios. Listen, I have preached wherever I go. I have a pulpit. Amen. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to preach. You know what they told Daniel? can't pray no more can't pray you prayed another god capital punishment you no know daniel said he, he went home opened up his windows and he prayed as he did a four time <laughs> amen three times a day he got down on his face started praying to God amen he didn't publicly he didn't go in his closet and hide the way the world wants us to do they want us to go hide daniel opened up his window said i ain't going in the closet he said, I'm getting down and I'm going to pray to the almighty God in heaven as I did a four time And Daniel prayed. And he knew he risked his life. Capital punishment. You know what? That's a real man. That's a real man. That's what you know Christians need to do. They need to be real men. Yeah. Just like you did today. You told that lady. said, well, if you had to wait that long to say whether you knew Jesus, you don't know. <laughs> man, that was a sword. Just stuck him. Yeah, I'm not trying to be ugly. I'm talking about old time conviction where you put the word of God in and stick somebody take a stand for Jesus Christ. You know what they want to do? They want to silence us. Amen. They think a no soliciting sign on their door or no trespassing sign is going to stop us from witnessing to them. They're trying to hide from God. They're saying, Christians, shut your mouth. Preachers, shut it up. Tone it down. That ought, this ought to crank us up. This ought to get us where we're crying out on street corners everywhere. Amen. They're out marching everywhere. They're marching in every city, holding up their signs, prancing around their leotards. Amen. Well, where's the Christians crying out? I'll take a stand against this stuff. Amen. They're, they're standing. <laughs> Amen. They're trying to silence the servants of God. They're trying to silence us on radio and television. I was on radio with Dwayne and I and Dwayne goes, Cliff, why, why, why won't these radios and TV places play play the uh, this old time old time preaching and teaching why won't they put it out there and I begin to start explaining to Dwayne why and they said hey you got to cut it off. They, they come up on the computer screen with Dwayne was actually change your broadcasting right now or we're shutting you off. You know why I started telling I started peeling their banana and they turned around. Amen. And they told us to stop saying what I was saying. I was exposing those radio stations and those TV stations why they won't have preachers preach the truth. Amen. And the bottom line, it's all about advertising. It's all about money. Amen. Amen. They're all about their sponsors. People will not sponsor them if they're preaching hard facts and truths. People aren't standing. It's all about the buck. Follow the money. Follow the money. Those radio stations exist because of money. They want money. It's all about money. And they want to preach what's popular. And I'm willing to preach what's unpopular. That's why they don't like it. You know what they want to do? They want to silence God. And they're trying to silence God's preachers. Next, you know what they're trying to do? By silencing God, they're getting rid of the scriptures. They're changing the scriptures. Amen. They don't want to hear what thus saith the Lord. They don't want to hear about this book. I was dealing with a guy, a Catholic man down in Bastrop, Louisiana. I was preaching one night. And I was preaching. He goes, I don't want to hear what that book says. I want to know what you say. I said, I ain't got no opinions. what that book says. He said, but I don't want to hear that book. He said, I want to hear you. I said, I ain't got no opinion. All I'm doing is preaching the book, the book, the book, the book. Men don't want to hear what that book says. Men are trying to rewrite it. You want to know what the problem is tonight? They want to rewrite that book. Let's Let's go to Hosea, chapter number four. Daniel, Hosea. Ezekiel, Daniel, Hosea. People don't want this book. God's got a lot to say about that. Amen. We got a nation that's rejected the Bible. America threw the Bible out what, 1960, 61, 62. They threw prayer out, 61, 62, they're throwing the 10 commandments out. But God tell you something. Amen, we want to get upset the federal government and all them don't want the Bible. But in 1901, America threw the Bible out. And they substituted God's word for their word. All your colleges, like Princeton, Harvard, Yale, and all of them, were originally designed to train preachers. You know what they did? They threw the word of God out in those Bible colleges. They tra- they transferred the word of God, the Protestant Reformation text. They threw it out the window amen and unbelief started in Bible colleges and then entered into our pulpits and they no longer believed the word of God to be what it said they compromised it, they changed it, they toned it down, they wet the edge they dulled the sword, they've taken away conviction out of our churches and therefore people are living like the devil amen and they're not standing the way they should unbelief started in the pulpit preachers gave up the word of God Hosea chapter 4 verse 1 Hear hear the word of the Lord, you uh, you children of Israel. For the Lord has a controversy with the inhabitants of who? The land. Because there is no truth, nor mercy, nor knowledge of God in the land. Why is that? People ain't proclaiming the good news. You want to proclaim truth, you got to do what? You got to preach it. Proclaim truth. People don't want to proclaim it. Hello? They want to proclaim sin. The Bible said they proclaim their sin Amen. They declare their sin to Sodom and Gomorrah. How do they do it? They're out of the closet, man. They're out their leotards. They're bold. They got banners. They got posters. They're, they're marching in the streets. They're dancing everywhere. Amen. You know what Christians ought to be doing? They ought to be exposing the truth and declaring their truth. Amen. Just like that. Nobody wants to proclaim the Lord anymore. We've done running the closet. By swearing and lying and killing and stealing and committing adultery, they, they break out. And blood touch blood. Therefore shall the land mourn, and everyone that dwelleth therein shall languish with the beasts of the field and the fowls of heaven. Yea, the fish of the sea also be taken away. Yet let no man strive, nor reprove another. Nor, uh, for thy people are as they that strive with the priest. Amen. They're fighting with their, their leaders, their, their religious leaders. Therefore shall thou fail, or fall on that day. And the prophet also shall fall with thee in the night. And I will destroy thy mother, talking about Israel. Verse 6 My people are destroyed for what? Lack of knowledge, because they have rejected knowledge. I will also reject thee, that thou shalt be no priest to me, seeing thou hast forgotten the law of thy God. I will also forget what? and you talk about scary thing. He said, You want to turn your back on my book? You want to turn your back on learning the Word of God? He said, I'll turn my back on your kids. Whew, man. You talk about a rough message. Everybody quotes, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Yeah, what about the rest of it? They don't want to retain God in their knowledge. They don't want to think about God. They don't want God in the preaching services. Hey Amen. listen. They don't want God in the house of God. They don't want God in their house. They don't want God in their lives. God said, I'll forget you, children. you talk talking about a scary thing. I love my children. I don't want God to forget them. I don't want God to turn their back on them. God said, don't you ever turn your back on me. Don't turn your back on that book. Amen. The biggest, greatest safety my children got is that I obey that book and I love that book and I seek that book. And listen, the greatest protection you've got is your parents loving that book. Amen. Verse seven. As they were increased, so they sinned against me. Therefore, I will change their glory into shame They eat up the They eat up the sin of my people. They set their heart on iniquity. You see where America's at today. That's a picture. Listen, you can go to the Old Testament and look at what Israel did as a nation and their apostasy. And then you can see our nation. And how they're following the steps of apostasy as matching the things that Israel was doing when they left God. Amen. America was supposed to be a Christian nation. Follow Israel's example. There's spiritual examples. It's not talking to America, but America is following the footsteps of Israel. So in time, these judgments are happening to America just as it happened to Israel. One thing men learn from history is that men don't learn from history. And as Israel apostasized, America's apostatized. Dr. Rutman just came out with a book on Judges and Ruth. You know what the book of Judges is about? It's about apostasy. How Israel left God over and over and over and over again. And when you end up with the book of Judges, the last verse in the book of Judges, every man did that which was right in his own eyes. Why? Huh? Why did every man end up doing that which was right in his own eyes? There's a reason. Judges 21-25, there's a reason. Because there's no king in the land. You know what America just did? They're getting rid of the King James Bible. You know what our churches did? We don't want the king because we want to live every man do what's right in his own eyes. Amen. They're turning the grace of God and lasciviousness, the book of Jude. How? Because they re- rejected the Lord. They denied the only Lord God that bought them. They're denying the book. They don't have a standard no more. They don't have a final authority. They've rejected the king where the word of the king is. They've gotten rid of the scriptures. And my people destroyed for lack of knowledge. You know what they did? Verse 8. They eat up sin of my people, they set their heart upon on their iniquity. They said, I want my sin. I don't want God. I don't want Bible. I want want my sin. I want my sin. I want my sin. That's where Israel's at. That's where America's at. Verse 9. There shall be the people like who? Like the priest. You know what the preachers are doing today? They're giving the people. They're catering to the people. Giving them what they want. And then we hear preacher after preacher. What? Diving into sin. Not falling in. Diving in. They want to sin. They want to have the joy, the lust of the flesh. They don't want to stand up and bear the reproach of the Lord. They don't go want to go without the camp. They don't want to stand up and say, Thus saith the Lord. What saith the scriptures? They don't want to draw a line. I told them fellows yesterday, I said it's my responsibility to draw a line between the profane and the holy. The clean and the unclean. That's my responsibility. Regardless of what anybody thinks about it, that's my responsibility to draw the line. You can't find preachers that want to draw the line anymore. They want to take this and change this. And I've changed 64,000 times. And I'm supposed to sit back and tell them they got the truth. They've done, made a Bible to fit what they want. Like a people, like a priest. And I will punish them for their ways and reward them for their doings for they eat for they shall eat and not have enough. You know what that is? Eat and not have enough. You know what that is? What one word would fit there? Unsatiable. Cannot be satisfied. We're living in a country that cannot be satisfied. All you can eat, all you can drink What were they doing in the days of Noah? Eating and drinking, marrying and giving what? Ain't satisfied. They'll search the world over, go find the prettiest girl, and guess what? After they done used her, throw her in the way, and go find somebody else. Listen, they're unsatiable, unsatisfied. And all this promiscuous living, running around, going out there, amen, living like a dog. Amen? Listen, they'll never be happy in their homes. Their homes are a mess. They're not satisfied. Why? Because they're not born again, washed in the blood, children of God, and then children of God are now starting to follow that same steps. You know what we are? We're living in a country that people are unsatiable. Unsatisfied. Look at what it says. Verse 10. For they shall eat, not be happy enough. They shall commit whoredom. Oh, my Man, Can you believe how bold this Bible is? They shall commit whoredom. And shall not increase. Huh. You know what? Our, after World War II, right? All them soldiers came home. All them mamas had babies. And what do they call them babies? The baby boomers. The baby boomed. Man, our country just begin to grow. They're putting out babies, a baby factory. We don't have baby factory no more. Because our country and our government Everybody said it's taboo to have a mama stay at home, amen, and raise babies, and a man worked for that. They wanted to put a woman in a factory, make her a man equal with a man, and get out there and make money and pull her out of the house and put them children in daycare centers and learning centers and give their children over to the government so the government can brainwash them. God never designed a woman to leave the house. God designed a woman to be there to nurture and cherish and raise up them babies. What's happened? Mama's done, left daddy, and now she's leaving daddy for another man. And then, next thing you know, is sin after sin upon sin after sin. Listen, I've dealt with people that got exes and exes and exes. Amen. And those kids got three or four different parents, step parents, step parents. Amen. And step brothers and stepsisters. Amen. And I, you talk about an awkward situation when a when a man and a woman sitting over here and his ex was over here and his ex is over there and man and you talk about troubles, you talk about trials, you talk about all these uh, garnished wages and paychecks and child supports and all this other stuff and having to work and jump through hoops, amen, on visitation and all that, listen, oh man it's, you talk about foul looks, best of whoever you find work it all out, stick with it and man when you get the government involved in there, garnished wages and visitation and all these lawyers and all this stuff and they want their cut, they want their money, I'm telling you Amen. My wife ever wants to leave me and sue me. Amen. I'm just going to follow her and ask if I can live in her garage because I, be, I, I won't be able to afford to pay. Amen. I can't afford a second house. I am barely afford the one I got. I just put a doghouse in the backyard, man. They throw me a bone every now and then. Oh, look at what happens. They shall commit whoredom and shall not increase because they have left off to take heed to the Lord. You know where America's at? They quit taking heed to the Lord. They don't come to the church. Like, listen, city officials and all that used to go by the preachers and say, hey, preacher. And they'd inquire the preacher and find out about what they was going to do and legislation they was going to pass. And schools would come to the church. Hey, you got any Bible's plan? Before they ever planned activities, they'd always check you in with the church. Now they want to run away from church, hide away from the church. They care that's what a preacher said. You tell them a preacher, they scoff at you. They mock at you. Just like Lot's sons in law seemed as one at mom. Lot's trying to warn them about their judgment. they look at Lot and they go, Oh, crazy old man. You you understand? That's the way the world looks at preachers today is the way Lot's son-in-law's looked at Lot. And he began to try to tell them God's going to judge this and destroy it. And they laughed at him. They mocked him. You know what the world's doing? They're mocking Christianity. They're mocking preachers. When you got them fruit loops on television, asking for $65 million to get a jet plane, and oh Roberts wanted his $8 million, or God was gonna kill him, Benny Hinn's constantly raping and molesting people for, for, for their money. I'm telling you, the world's mocking. Men of God don't seem to have a voice or power. They could care less. People don't tuned out God. You know why? Because they've left off to take heed of the Lord. People said we don't even, we don't even care what God says. We don't even care about the Bible. We don't got rid. Of, the church has got rid of the Bible. Now the world's throwing the Bible away, and Christians marvel. You don't want to hear the Bible? You didn't. I'm not saying you. are talking about the Christianity. The Bible said, let an evil heart of unbelief enter in, departing from the living Lord." You know what they did? They departed from the Lord, and unbelief through the Scriptures. You know what they they're trying to do? They're trying to silence the servants of God. They're trying to silence the Scriptures. Hey man, this is the next thing that they're, they're going to silence. Soul winners. You know what they don't want? They don't want nobody witnessing. Revelation chapter 20. Revelation chapter 20. Well, I'll tell you what. We're living in a bad day. And I'm not talking about just because is now where you can You can turn around and and marry whatever you want to marry. Well I'm telling you, some guy, you know what he did since this thing was passed? Some guy in Montana come out and he said, I want to marry two women. He wants to marry two women at one time. Man, I didn't even think a guy could afford one set of roses, led to. Huh? <laughs> you understand? Every Valentine's, every Valentine's Day, you got to buy two boxes of chocolates, huh? Two Valentine cards. Amen. Have two women in the same house cooking his meals. Good. No. You talk about perverted man, right? But anything goes. Anything goes now. They don't want to follow the standards. So God's going to give them to the, give them their desire, their heart. Revelation chapter twenty, verse four. I saw the thrones. And they that sat upon them, and judgment was given unto them. And I saw the souls of them that were headed for the witness of Jesus and the word of God. The witness of Jesus. people's fixing a, It's fixing to be a capital offense, a, a federal crime. Amen. It's going to be an international crime. You cannot open your mouth and tell anybody about Jesus Christ. We're going to lose our privileges soul. Hello? And you know what? If you love souls... You're willing to what? Listen. A Christian's already crucified. A Christian's already crucified himself. He's not his own. He's a servant of Jesus Christ. You know what we're not supposed to do? We're not supposed to make provisions for the flesh. And you know what? In love of their soul, we're going to have to wind up telling somebody about Jesus and it's going to cost us our life. We'll get our head cut off. They say, well, that's during the tribulation period. Really? We're not in tribulation right now and there's people getting their head cut off. There's Anabaptists. Four hundred years ago, got their heads cut off for taking a stand for truth. I'm telling you, America's been sheltered. We've done come through the eye of the storm, and we're heading back out into the storm. And that east side of that storm's worse. I'm telling you, they're fixing. They're fixing to start butchering soul winners. You know what they're trying to do? They're trying to silence us. They're going to want to silence street preaching. They want to silence door to door. That's what that no soliciting sign and no trespassing signs on people's door. Don't tell us about God. That's why I wrote that track, no soliciting. Why? Are you trying to say I don't want to hear about God or you just don't want a curvy salesman to show up at house? You're not trying to get rid of uh, vacuum cleaners, salesmen at your doorstep. That ain't what they're trying to silence. They're trying to silence Christians from knocking on the door. They're trying to silence JWs and Mormons They they go in the same lump. Listen, they know how to propagate their church. Amen, just the way Christians, they take Bible principles and use them. And corrupt people use Bible principles for success. Businesses use Bible principles for success. What do you think all those promotions and a job is for? Right? You do something good, they give you a promotion, they give you a plaque, they give you an award, they give you a trophy. Where'd they get that from? From the judgment seat of Christ preaching, how Christ is going to reward his children for doing good things, right? So they take Bible principles, and just because wicked people apply Bible principles does not mean the principle's wrong. The group's wrong, but the principle, the truth that they're using is not wrong. They're using the truth to market their falseness. They're going to silence soul winners. Hey, man! You know what else they're doing? They're silencing our songs. You see how they're doing that? They took the world's music, they took rock and roll, and applied it to gospel music. They took the world rock music and applied it to Christian lyrics. And now the Christian lyrics. Does anybody know the difference between gospel music and Christian music? What's the difference between gospel music and Christian music? Gospel music has the gospel in it. Christian music is supposed to have things about Christian life. But they've done watered all that down. And now it's all fleshly stuff. And they just take a verse or a chorus and they repeat it about 30 times. Shout to the Lord. Okay. You don't want to do all that kind of stuff? Listen. That's just people just jamming, man. They're just jamming. Christians are jamming. Listen, you see Christians up there, they're singing. And they're, just, they're just, man, they're just, that's all flesh. That ain't affecting the spirit. It's flesh. There's music that affects the flesh, the body. There's music that affects the soul. There's music that affects the spiritual. The spiritual man. Amen. you got to worry about it. But they've done taking the gospel out of songs. You probably can't find an ounce of gospel to save anybody on today's radio stations. Very little gospel music in churches. I'm glad you asked. Gabriel sings this song a lot. He leads in this song. We sang it last week. Amen. Listen to the words. Glory to His name. Right? Down at the cross where my Savior died. Hmm. Down where for cleansing from sin I cried. There to my heart was the blood applied. (laughs) Glory to His name. I am so wondrously saved from sin Jesus so sweetly abides within, right? There at the cross where he took me in. Glory to his name. Oh, precious fountain that saves from sin. I am so glad I have entered in. There Jesus saves me and keeps me clean. Glory to his name. Come to this fountain so rich and sweet. Cast thy poor soul at the Savior's feet plunge into today. be made complete glory to his name glory to his name glory to his name there to my heart was the blood applied glory to his name they don't want those kind of songs they don't want songs that put you under divine conviction listen Fanny Crosby wrote I don't know how many thousand songs and, and got different aliases and different people accredited to her she wrote song after song after song the gospel and Christians ought to enjoy the praise of those and they're changing it to all these upbeat songs and all these other contemporary songs there's a few writers today that are contemporary that's writing some good things but it includes the gospel it includes salvation what are they trying to do silence this what's Rick Warren want to do silence this this and this build your church on peppy upbeat music Get the gospel out. Get the old gospel hymns out of here, is what Rick Warren says. Get rid of the pews and bring in chairs. Convert a church into activity centers. Get everybody come to activities. Quit the old time preaching. <clears throat> Don't deal with anybody's sin and make them feel uncomfortable. Because all you're gonna do is make them run away. To what hell? they're already going to hell how about if I get in their head you know what I want to do you know what preaching does it gets in your head <laughs> hey man I'm trying to get to their conscience you know what Miss Susie that thing you said to that lady she delayed her answer about knowing Jesus was obvious She don't know It takes you that long to say that that sword went in deep Amen. that swords gonna cut and prick that conscience and from now on that woman's gonna think about Jesus and it's gonna be saying you don't know him. You don't know him. You don't know him. You're not saved. You're not saved. We don't know how long it's going to take to eat that woman. It's going to eat like acid on her. You yep. don't know him. You don't know him. She's going to go to sleep. You don't know I don't know him. I don't know him. Oh, yeah. You don't know him. You need to get saved. And listen, the Holy Ghost of God will use that. Amen. And that'll preach. That's what people don't want. They don't want pricked in their conscience. Those men in Acts 2 were cut to the heart. They're pricked. They don't want pricking preaching. Amen next thing you know you know what they want to do amen they want to get rid of Christian symbols is that how you spell it Bob huh they want to get rid of Christian symbols they want to get rid of manger scenes listen he's not a baby anymore okay <laughs> but he was born hello yep. but they want to get rid of that I'm not for a cross because that's really an Egyptian symbol. That's an execution place. Jesus was executed. A place of capital punishment on that cross. A dead man on a cross can't save anybody. That's a curse. You understand? But everybody passes by and they see a cross. They ultimately know what that cross means yep. to a Christian. That's right. You know what they want to do? They want to remove crosses. Mm-hmm. You know what they want to do? They want to remove crosses is put up grave markers. They want to get rid of them. They don't want no grave markers with a cross. They say it's a Christian emblem. They want cities to take down crosses. They want cities to take down Ten Commandments. They want anything that's deemed as a religious emblem taken down. You know what that is? That's silencing God. They want no God in their mind or their conscience or their thoughts. That's what's going on. It's a genocide on Christianity. And the next thing they're going to do is genocide Christians. Kill Christians. They want to get rid of it. Amen. So what are you saying? Display. Display the scriptures. Display crosses. Amen. Caleb got a shirt the other day. It got an American flag on it. He said go ahead and step on this one. You know what that is? That's a patriot. Somebody standing up for what they believe. Amen. Hey, I got no problem. They want to burn their flag, roll up in it, light it on fire. Amen. Yeah. Amen. But they, they think it's something to trample over that flag. Listen. I love America. I love Amen. true patriotism. Yep. Amen. But patriotism, I'm a Christian long before I'm a patriot. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Amen. But I'm telling you, the things that they're doing to God, I understand why a Muslim would get upset if somebody urinated on their Koran. I could understand that. You understand? That's their holy book. That's what they love. But they'll 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 get on a guy because he wants to burn a Koran. But then they'll, the military will destroy tens of thousands of the Word of God. Christians shipped over tons of Bibles over to Afghanistan. Hillary Clinton destroyed them. She hates God. Amen. The military will destroy a Bible. Amen. And they'll prevent a Christian for doing anything. But they'll they'll have to make room and make room for a Muslim to pray. I'm telling you, it's an attack on Jesus Christ. It's an attack on Christians. It's silencing God amen and they're trying to get rid of christian symbolism and i'm against symbols amen but i like high-sounding si- high symbols we got to get on street corners with symbols <coughs> jesus loves you <coughs> little easter bunny energizer bunny christian <coughs> start parading up and down the streets amen making a bunch of noise and symbols and somebody stops says, what's the big racket about jesus loves you <coughs> jesus saved <coughs> wouldn't that be fun Pray about getting a set. Amen. (laughs) Wouldn't that be fun? Standing on a street corner, every Gabriel and Caleb out there with symbols. Just making a big racket. And then they stop and everybody goes, What? Jesus loves you! (laughs) Oh, I think that'd be great. Amen. Huh? Sounds like a new ministry for our church. (laughs) Right? Symbols. Amen. What they want to do, they want to get rid of Christian schools. And I don't blame them. We need to get rid of 90% of them. Christian schools compromise. compromised. Christian schools, the average Christian school don't believe the Word of God. 99% of all Bible colleges don't believe the Word of God. They don't believe the book. They correct the book. Listen, can I say something? Our average preachers that don't done going to Bible colleges and everything else, they claim to believe the King James Bible. Then they start reading all these NIV commentaries. And they start reading all these Bible correctors. And you know what they start doing? They put it, and filters down through the pulpit. And they start preaching and saying words and things that don't belong in the Word of God. And they use terminology. And Dwayne sits on the radio with guys and different people. And they quote NIV terminology all the time. You know why? Because the books and the commentaries and the things that they're reading are undermining their faith in the Word of God. And then they want to sit back and fight. Listen, I argued with a guy over here that came in that went to a Bible college. And he's using NIV terminology. Because they're reading commentaries. Amen. It's undermining their faith and they're believing those men and using their words. Hello? Just like the word demon. I don't call, says, so, oh, he's demon possessed. I don't use that because that's not a Bible word. It's a devil. Amen. A demon is a word that's transliterated. They take the Greek word and they sound it out with English letters and it come up demon. Devils, the the translated word. They're devils. Nope. I don't call them demons, they're devils. Hello? Amen. And we don't go to Hades. Uh, if you're lost and die, you go to hell. Amen. Amen. There ain't one person worried about that ever goes out there, man, it's hotter than Hades today, man. <laughs> they don't ever say that, they say, it's hotter than hell. Yeah. Nobody ever told me, you don't stand a snowball chance in Hades. <laughs> huh? <laughs> My dad never told me people in Hades want or are crying out for ice water. But he always said, people in hell want ice water. And he told me, I don't stand a snowball's chance in hell. Hello, hell's real. And it don't have double hockey sticks on it either. Christian schools, listen, I'm all for homeschooling. I'm all for educating children. I'm all for uh, a good school to do right, but if they want to undermine my faith in the word of God, Amen, you can chunk them and throw them away. Christian schools came just as bad. And then you know what, the average Christian, they want somebody else to educate their children Amen. And they turn the responsibility of educating their children over to somebody else. God never told us to give my education over to somebody else. It's my responsibility to see to it that they learn and they get educated. Amen. And I fry the seed of their understanding. Amen. When you warm that backside up, it helps this thing real good. You say, what's it help it think? That I don't ever want to do that again. Amen. I said, what do you mean? My son learned a valuable lesson. I said, don't ever have your mom call me and ask me to come home and deal with you. She called me one day and said, would you just talk to him? I said, nope, it's over with. You. And I came home, asked him today, asked him if he ever wants to, amen, bypass doing his school and his studies and have daddy come home and have to talk with him. We didn't talk, amen. amen. <laughs> All right, I got to get off that. Nobody likes talking about that, right? And you know what else they did? You know what spanking is? I, I don't spank my son. I don't spank my daughter. Spanking is a slap with an open hand. I don't spank them i take a rod like the scripture says or a nice two by four <laughs> amen huh and i apply that to the seed of understanding that's correction the rod of correction the bible says it didn't even say it was punishment people got a warped sense of humor when it comes to the scriptures and what it teaches the rod and reproof see that gives understanding it's not punishment People have turned correction into punishment. Go stand in the corner, put your nose in the corner. That's punishment. That's not correcting. It didn't correct the behavior. But when you take them up there and you make them teach them how to confess their sin. And make you look in your eyeball and look at their eyeballs. And they have to confess what they've done wrong. And realize and admit it that they've sinned against you and that individual and God. And they got to deal with that thing. You're teaching them that there's a consequence to sin. And I'm up there correcting, getting them an incentive program to change their behavior. It's totally different. We're being brainwashed by the news media, we're being indoctrinated by the news media, and they expect the pulpits to fall in line. I resist, I resist the world. Amen? The schools. Trying to silence the pulpit. Trying to silence the sanctuaries. They don't even want God being preached in this place. They don't want no place when they come to church. They don't want to hear about what they are. They don't want to hear about where they're going. They want preachers to preach after their own lust. Preacher, I'll come in and I'll pay you good if you can tell me I can live any way I want to live and do whatever I want to do. The Bible said they've turned their ears from the faith on the fables. They want fiction. The pulpits have turned reality into fiction. And that's why people aren't under conviction anymore. In this world, preachers have made it so opportunistic that if you don't like what's in this pulpit, you can come to our pulpit and you can feel comfortable in our services. And preachers have opened up their door to all the rebels and renegades of other churches, people that won't line up to the word of God in the pulpit and they said, you can come right here and you can have a safe haven here and I'll let you live the way you want to live and do what you want to do just let me have a job and they've silenced the sanctuary they're really not havens of rest for the saints of God they're a haven of rest for hypocrites and they provided a haven for hypocrisy and evil living amen and then they hate the churches because they they hate real preaching because they call it butcher house Christianity where you preach about a man who is being beyond recognition for your sins. And he shed his precious blood. Amen. And he was crucified. And he was buried for our sins and rose again the third day, according to the scriptures. Amen. They want to get rid of all that stuff? They want to do away with all that stuff? Well, I got one place for you to go. If you don't want to hear, the men of God preaching from the word of God and deal with his servants and hear his songs and see his symbols and attend his schools and go to his sanctuary. There's only one place for them to go. And that's where they're heading. They're heading to hell. And can I say this? That when they get to hell, the very words that they don't want to hear, they're going to hear. They're going to hear the name of God. They're going to hear the name of Christ and they're gonna hear the name of Jesus, but it'll be blaspheming. Eternity will be filled with blasphemy, and they will curse that name, that lovely name, that greatest name, that name above all names in this world and the world to come, that at the name of Jesus every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. That name will ring out through eternity in heaven and hell, while millions are blessing us. Billions will be cursing him. And I don't want to be somewhere where they're blaspheming my God 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 60 seconds in a minute, every 60 seconds in an hour. Amen. 24 hours a day. I mean, for eternity. They will blaspheme, his name will ring out, they will curse him and curse him. Listen, I got a book on dying, testimonies of saints and sinners, and sinners are blaspheming him and cussing him as they're slipping off into hell, going off into eternity, they're blaspheming. And they're blaspheming him, they're screaming out his name, they're crying out to him and they're blaspheming him. They didn't get saved, And they didn't get a new tongue and a clean tongue and they're not blessing them down in hell. They want to go someplace where there's no God. They got it. Evangelist Gary Lutrick said this. He said, this is the quietest place you'll ever go. He said, heaven ain't quiet and hell won't be quiet. And we shouldn't be quiet. We should praise that holy name we should worship that holy name we should not be silent about the one that saved us and changed us another man's eternity depends upon your speech not on your silence and the devil is pushing for your silence he doesn't want you to praise him he doesn't want you to testify the bible calls it a sacrifice of our lips the devil doesn't want us to testify and praise God. The devil doesn't want us to witness. The devil doesn't want to shout. The devil doesn't want to preach. The devil doesn't want us to sing. The devil's forcing us into silence. <clears throat> Please, if you do anything, never be silent for the things of God. Be silent about the works of the flesh. Be silent about the achievements of men. And be strong in your praises and worship and witness for Jesus. Father, we love you. Thank you, Lord, for being so good to us.